so I'll kick it off with the Russia stuff. This is news as the the world cuts them off from the economy. The energy markets have been their lifeline, essentially, to survive the sanctions against the country with the obvious Ukraine invasion going on. So this is really newsworthy because they're a huge economy. I mean, so this article that we have here is quoted as saying they, they export roughly 10% of the world's oil and about 40% of European natural gas originates in the country. And that 40% number, it's, it's interesting because this article came out, I think, uh, yesterday. And just this morning, there's news that the U.S. and the EU has struck a deal for energy exports. So the, the U.S. is going to be exporting liquid natural gas to the EU as the EU is looking for new sources of energy. And really, though, this is only going to amount, I, I looked into it, to about a third of the existing demand that, that Europe is filling with Russian energy. So the EU is still out of, out of luck on two thirds of the energy it needs, but um, for Russia to just kind of say, Hey, we're, we will accept Bitcoin or gold from friendly countries. And then anybody in the West that you're going to have to pay, will have to pay them in rubles to shore up their, their currency reserves. So it's all breaking news. And really, I think that it's a bad look for crypto to to have this as a tool to evade sanctions. I mean, that's obvious narrative here. And it ends, this article ends with the quote that chain analysis provided to Congress in the, the, the middle of March, where they said, we have not seen evidence of Russia systematically using crypto to evade sanctions. And really, it's the insufficient liquidity of, of Bitcoin and the transparent blockchain that you can just view on the public block explorers, the, the paper trail. It makes it very hard to move around billions of dollars for purposes of evading sanctions. So interesting uh, developments here. What, what were you thinking when you saw this news? Well, I mean, one thing it's, you know, Bitcoin is not owned by anybody. So unfortunately, sometimes bad players can try to use it. Um, it is truly, you know, a decentralized asset. So unfortunately, sometimes you get stuff like this. But also with that, I think kind of going to your point of there being a public ledger, if countries start doing this and start trying to transaction Bitcoin, everyone's going to know. And then, you know, will more sanctions be put on those countries that are trying to help Russia avoid their sanctions? And it's going to be a lot harder for Russia to avoid and stay in the shadows with the public ledger that Bitcoin has and with everybody watching now as they just announced that they're going to accept Bitcoin. And it wasn't clear. The article points out it, whether this Bitcoin uh, acceptance was only for China and Turkey or which countries exactly it was opening it up to. It, it does say allies or neutral countries such as China or Turkey. So I think any, but those are the two big, I mean, probably the two biggest purchasers of energy that could realistically use Bitcoin. Yeah, in a meaningful way. I mean, I think this is this is really a declaration against the unfriendly countries saying you well, you have to pay. 
in rubles. Didn't China ban Bitcoin mining? <laughs> yeah. So can they, do they even, <laughs> so they don't even technically shit out Bitcoin. <laughs> well, yeah, that's funny that you say that. I, I hadn't thought of that. So yeah, they would have to, they'd have to buy it, right? I mean, they, they couldn't mine it, but they'd have to buy it. So Which then, yeah, you have a country that said nobody can have Bitcoin buying Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Exactly, to right? And, and even though that they they say that from the top, they're probably still mining it somewhere. You know, the government there is is probably still mining it. I, I would I would assume. I don't know, man. Their whole approach to crypto is is very odd to me. Yes. And <laughs> I don't know. It's it, you just. I feel like I just never know really what they're up to. Well, I feel like there a lot of those countries where they have an authoritarian leadership they're scared that decentralized money could allow their um constituents to you know experience freedom that they don't really experience right now and that's scary for them it's a use case what what russia is putting out there but of course it's generally a bad look that people are just going to immediately go oh they're hating sanctions they're well it'll be interesting to see if anybody actually does this and in what kind of volume because like you said it's not like and Bitcoin is liquid, but not liquid to the kind of volume that they would need in order to be doing this, really. Yeah, and then we'll we'll see it. We'll see it on the blockchain. So exactly, we'll be yeah, watching it's not for like it. They can do some shady backdoor payments. It's all out there. <laughs> I mean, this is a great. I think the, the two articles that we have here is is a key theme here: energy and crypto. And I think watching these huge centralized companies and countries mine it, use it, accept it is is a, a real key theme so i think with that you had a, a great point to make on uh, exxon's program yeah so this story kind of touches on a topic that we covered a few weeks ago um about the two texas business partners who they were using xx excess natural gas offshoot from drilling operations uh, in order to mine bitcoin and so these guys were basically going around they had a big um trailer with Bitcoin mining rigs and they were taking excess natural gas that was being vented off into the atmosphere and they were actually using it to mine. So it looks like some uh, businesses have taken this idea and kind of run with it. Uh, one of them being ExxonMobil. Uh, ExxonMobil has apparently been running a pilot program using the energy from the excess natural gas to power crypto to power. Sorry, to power. I can't say the word right now. <laughs> to power crypto rigs, and it may be expanding its operations to separate countries. So there was just reported today that um, ExxonMobil has inked a deal with Crusoe Energy to use excess gas from North Dakota to run Bitcoin miners. Uh, it's going to use only about 0.4% of the total operations in the state. So it's a very, very small, like kind of pilot program, as they call it. Um, they launched this in January of 2021, and they are now looking to expand. Uh, they're looking to move into Nigeria, Argentina, Guinea, and Germany, as these are some of the largest um, places for Bitcoin mining. Uh, in addition, they're also looking to launch another project in Alaska. So they're really looking to kind of build out this um, mining off of the excess natural gas, as it looks like they have now seen that this is a very profitable um, operation that they've been doing for over a year now. Uh, did you get a chance to read any of this? What do you think about it? Yeah. So it's about time. Like think about all of the wasted 
gas from the flaring pits over the past five to 10 years, how much money they could have been making if they had been doing this 10 years ago. It's like you, you need the entrepreneurial spirit from, from the founders and the startup people like the group in Texas that we highlighted a while ago. I think, I think you, you did that. And it's like, man, imagine all the money that they could have been making and the, the energy they could have been repurposing for, for this. And even, even if crypto wasn't in part, involved in this just all that energy that's getting wasted from flaring in general uh could be used for uh so many things and there was this really great chart from masari in this article where they claimed that wasted energy from flaring in the u.s is currently equal to 78 percent of bitcoin's annual energy consumption which is just wild to me that it's that's only the u.s flaring and in this chart, it, it shows the global flaring opportunity. So all of this energy is getting completely wasted. It's, I mean, the global levels completely dwarf what's happening in the U.S. And then it's got Bitcoin all the way on the right. So it's a really great visual that just shows this is a tremendous opportunity for the companies who are actually responsible for the flaring in the first place to, to repurpose it. And then it also just gets to this point of, the you, you put this in perspective, right? The the narrative out there is that crypto is causing climate change and all these other things, and and yes, that's a huge problem. But in the grand scheme of things, it's it pales in comparison to to the real problems of uh, environmental pollution. So, yeah, I mean, I think this is just it just makes too much sense. Yeah, I mean, when I mean, you're seeing these companies that I mean, their one goal is to be profitable, and they're going out there and mining. So obviously, there is money to be made there. And like you said, I mean, it's this gas is literally being flared on site, directly into the environment. It's, it costs too much money to be able to transport it anywhere. So if somebody can use it on site, that is really the best of both worlds. I mean, this is a very, it's a very specific instance, but in this very specific instance, uh, crypto mining really does help. Uh, it reduces the carbon dioxide equivalent emissions by as much as 63%. Yeah, I mean, it's... For mining instead of flaring. It, it, you could also go further and use these, like the produced crypto from this mining effort to purchase carbon credits or... Yeah involve some of those carbon crypto projects. I don't know a lot about them, but I know that they exist. I know. Well, and I think that's, that's the huge thing too. If I mean, some of these companies can offset some of their carbon use as well as, and that's the thing too, what are they doing with this Bitcoin? Um, it didn't really say in the article if they're just selling it spot or if they're holding on to it or what they're doing with it. But you get a couple of these companies that come in and they mine for a couple of years and they got a couple hundred Bitcoin on their balance sheets. I mean, it's huge. It's going to be it's interesting huge. to see. Yeah, like you said, what do they do with it? Because right now it's just mining and selling or holding. So is and like this uh, Caruso Energy, they currently have sixty data centers that they're using for mining across the U.S. So I could see more of these businesses kind of coming up and going to these natural gas uh, or going to these companies and saying, "Hey, we'll we'll mine your natural gas. We'll take your offshoot um, and paying them, you know, pennies on the dollar for it, and then making profit off it." Yeah. I mean, like I said, it makes too much sense. I, 
imagine if they'd been doing this for the past 10 years. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's my main takeaway. But hey, uh, we're about at time. And this has been a great episode. So looking forward to a nice weekend off. And then next week, we will be back on Monday for more Daybreak Crypto, man. So I'll see you then. Yes, sir. Catch you Monday. Have a good weekend. You too.